Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who are back from their week-long suspension. What's up, Chuck and Gene? Uh, hey, Dave. Hey, Gene. Um, this is Chuck Siders. I am back from that week-long suspension. Uh, I've done a lot of hard thinking. I've done a lot of hard drinking. And... Um, <laughs> And the hard drinking spells uh, is the reason behind that awful diction a moment ago. Um, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And, uh, oh, off to a bad start tonight. Bad start tonight, Chuck. <laughs> this is Gene Zilek. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. Uh I, I had paid time off, Dave. I don't know what you're talking about. I needed to <laughs> make sure that I got that got that in. Uh, plus, it was my birthday yesterday, so uh, I certainly wasn't suspended for that. Woo! The big four. Oh, oh, we are officially an old podcast. Yes, I think we. I have, D-day birthday. I have got us uh, our our average out of the 30s now. So <laughs> <laughs> it was in the 40s before, Gina. Tell you. <laughs> Well, well, a very uh, happy birthday to you, Gene. We wish you uh, many, many more. And uh, Chuck, now, you know, just remember, don't throw your headset and, and curse out Gene today, okay? So we can have you on the show next week. Yeah, I'll try not to. I'll try. It's tempting. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. So as a, as an update, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, uh, you know, Mike Mistinelli will be back on the air at 2 o'clock today. So we need to... I, I need to check that out and see what he says because there's got to be. Can something. we take a bet on that? All right, real quick. Potadelphia predicts the future. Um, will Mike Nisnelli be there at two o'clock today, Monday the eighth, when people are listening to this? I predict yes. Yes, he will, and it's going to be. I was on vacation, and then they're going to pretend like nothing happened. I'm going to say yes, but I'm saying doesn't make it through the whole show. Oh, it's wow, going to be. You get odds with that one. It, it was, I was on vacation, and then, no, I was on vacation. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Unrelated PTO flips out in the middle, and that's the end of Mike Missinelli. I would just implore the, the entire Delaware Valley to call in and just bait this guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it can't be too hard, right? No. No, it can't. The, the one it thing can't. I get, the one thing I can guarantee he won't talk about tomorrow is hockey. That's about the only other prediction <laughs> yeah. that I will make. <laughs> well, if he if he tries to deflect and say like, okay, well, we're we're gonna focus on sports to try to keep him in the clear with that, he's gonna have to because there's really not much else to really discuss. So you got three you got three topics you could talk about. You could talk about hockey coming back you talk about basketball coming back or you talk about baseball not coming back and those are really when you talk about major sports the only like non ultra sensitive topic right now the non hot button topic right now that you could even talk about yeah even then it's you know everyone's talking about it, everyone's commentating on it you know like when Claude Giroux was facing pressure because he didn't put out a statement, you know, in favor of black lives matter quick enough, you know, even talking about hockey does not uh, provide you an escape from current racial tensions. And if like hockey doesn't, you got to talk about curling. Like it's hard to get whiter than hockey. Your, your only Avenue is curling. 
Um, badminton, maybe? Would yeah. badminton be whiter than curling? No. 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 Well, curling <laughs> is the, the apex of, uh, of white sports. Um, so where do we want to start today? Do we, Gene, you want to, you want to talk about Drew Brees today? I, I at least want to say I wish that Malcolm Jenkins somehow could maybe play football for the New Orleans Saints, but still be the Eagles' uh, official spokesperson on all matters not related to football. Um, I think that of all the people that have uh, come out and made statements, and, 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 and very honestly, from what I can tell, there haven't been too many um, major snafus as far as dealing with social media from the Eagles' camp are concerned. But... Um, Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins certainly made his rounds on some of the national sports uh, shows this week in response to and and news shows on MSNBC. Yeah, and and, and news in general. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, in response to what Drew Brees said, and I, I just sort of wanted to see what uh, what you guys thought about what Drew Brees said. And uh, if you uh, not necessarily like, do you agree or disagree? That's not really, <laughs> duh. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that's not interesting. But um, were you surprised at maybe the backlash? Are you surprised that that's how Drew Brees decided to handle it? Um, you know, and maybe did this make make your your sort of like imagination go towards it's it's the fall. Uh, football is back. There's no problems, which that in and of itself, it seems like a pipe dream at this point. But, you know, there is stadiums full of people. It's the opening of the NFL. They're going to sing the national anthem. You're going to watch your favorite football team. You know, is everything exactly how you expect it to go? Everybody standing on the sidelines, hands on hearts. Nothing looks any different. Um, Bro, no one is going to be standing for the national anthem. At a football game next season, uh, it, like it's it's so crazy how like a pro, you know the the protest is working and it's getting people to change their hearts and minds. You know when Roger Goodell comes out and basically says, you know we we were wrong, um, Kaepernick was right. We were we were we were wrong. It was wrong what we did to him. Um, we're going to allow protests now. Um, and you know, now is it going to be, are you going to be vilified if you're not kneeling, um, at, at an, at an NFL game? I mean, it's just so it's amazing how to see it, to see it work and to see it work so quickly. Uh, you know, ne- never mind. I mean, you, you see protests all the time on TV that are, you know, peaceful demonstrations or whatever. It's like a March on Washington or, you know, th- and you, ne- you don't get the like, Oh, a happens there's a protest and now be like, you can't draw the direct line. Right. And you're seeing it in this case. And, you know, if you shrink it down to the NFL, it's like, well, the NFL as a whole was so staunchly taking the position of there will be no protest. If you are going to protest, you will not be on the field. Right. We there are an apolitical. We are an apolitical organization is what they were. There will be trying to associated say. if you do that um, to now saying we were wrong. It's incredible. Well, and specifically from a guy like Roger Goodell, who you know couldn't just without any sort of consultation with, at the very least, some portion of the ownership group, if not all of the ownership group, before he makes that that public of a statement, 
you know that that had to go through a lot of machinations. And to have something that ended up coming out very clearly, we made a mistake. At least that's how I interpret what he's saying. And that almost inviting um, players to now speak or gesture, you know, in whatever way they feel is appropriate. Um, I think that that's a huge sort of change in the tide for sports in general. And I think that one of the things that is interesting in what's happening in the world right now without having sports to sort of, I think that's a lot of times people socially will take certain cues from what's happening in the sports world. I think that also you will see a reflection of what's happening in the real world show up in, in game or in sports. And the most recent example of that, obviously, is you saw all of those expressions of mourning for Kobe Bryant just shortly, shortly before sports sort of went away. And that's sort of where we left off was, you know, we saw these these outpourings of emotion for a very different reason. But you could see that players making, you know, uh, taking uh, intentional uh, shot clock violations and, and things like that or, 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 or trading, um, you know, possessions that you know were empty possessions so now you may see you know will you see when you see an entire league maybe like the nfl that uh literally has the the top rated viewing uh, every week during the season when you start to see those sorts of protests um i think it's going to be pretty pretty interesting to hear the conversations around because nobody loves to talk about anything you know other than what's happening in the game, I think, and a lot of times, especially with national broadcasts. So it'll be really interesting to see how, how those takes get, get, get taken. Yeah, just to, to backtrack something you said, Dave, it, I can't imagine week one in the NFL being anything but a universal taking a knee. I think Colin Kaepernick, if he if he comes back, if he wants to come back, he will be there opening day, you know, leading the league and taking a knee. I think I, I think we're going to see such a complete 180 um, on week one. Week two, week three, week four, eh, get back to me. You know, things might change, change quick. I hope they don't. I hope I hope that, you know, the national conversation can continue and people can be mature enough to see symbolic gestures for what they are um, and what they're, what they're being aimed at. The NBA is the one that intrigues me most to see what's going to happen in the NBA because the NBA has always been the most vocal on the political side or in the black lives matter, um, you know, movement. Uh, was the the first time the phrase "I can't breathe" became a, a rallying cry over or, over the life of you know a, a black man taken at the hands of police? What was it, Eric Gardner? Yeah, and they they I think I'm thinking of Kobe. Wasn't it Kobe? Wasn't it um or was it LeBron or yeah? But it was just T-shirt saying "I can't breathe." And they came out there and they did that. And Gene, like you're saying, these these memorial gestures uh, gestures towards Kobe Bryant, who you know died in an accident, you know, but it wasn't a murder. 
you know, so I think the I think the NBA is going to be the most transparent, the most uh, outwardly political in supporting this. The N the NFL probably more of a, a show. Uh, the NHL very polite and Canadian. They'll do well, something do for you like think two if weeks. There's any chance that like the NHL players kneel? Yes, I do. Well, like, I do. Like, kneel for the American national anthem, stand for the Canadian one. <laughs> Everyone hug each other for the Canadian one. Um, I I would well, say, curious. Chuck, are there any Canadian teams that are that are going to be uh, re- resuming play? I guess Toronto, right? Uh, Toronto, Montreal, um, Winnipeg, not Ottawa, um, Edmonton, Calgary. Yeah, so most of them, uh, most of them will, will be returning to play. Um, it, there is a conversation going on in Canada right now as well. It's it's, it's certainly not a as hot button issue there, but you know, Canadians will be quick to tell you that, hey, they have the same issues. It is overblown in the U.S., not overblown, That that's, it's, you know, hyped up. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the same issues. It's, it's epidemic in the U.S. Yeah, it's an epidemic in the U.S. Yeah, I don't mean to say overblown like it's, it's not a real thing, but it's much larger, much bigger issue in the U.S., but still one in Canada as well. And, in hockey, there was a player who, um, I think he is with the Minnesota Wild currently, um, JT Brown, who is a NHL, AHL tweener, and he was the only person to do any sort of Black Lives Matter protest in the NHL. Ooh, is, the Wild, held a is fit- the Wild going to be playing? I think, I think they are. I think they are, yeah. And given that's in Minnesota where all this started, right? Although I don't know if if JT Brown's with the the NHL club, he he was most notable for playing uh, video games. Like he's a professional gamer as well. Um, yeah, they have him listed as currently with the Iowa Wild. You know, okay. that being said, since he was the the only protester. Minnesota would be smart to have him on their roster. Um, I kind of, I think doing that, a sort of raised fist, a locked arms, it it might sound silly, but it's just impractical for players to kneel on the bench. There's no room, right. you know. Um, so maybe the I could see on the ice, you know, they line up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys on the ice. Uh, and the NHL has been very good about that, whether it be honoring not not very good of black lives matter they've more or less ignored it and you know you can find far more blue lives matters mm-hmm. things happening at the nhl than black lives matter um but for things like um the the uh the plane accident in the khl team um the locomotive and the bus accident the uh, humboldt broncos they yeah. do take time to to memorialize and, and and remember these people, I would put money on the NHL doing certainly a moment of silence, probably in an empty arena. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot more silent than it normally is. True, true, true. But I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams, full rosters lined up on the ice, take a knee. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen at all. 
Yeah. So that's it. I mean, like, you know, Drew Brees probably uh, a very, well, obviously a misguided comment. Um, I guess we'll give him the benefit of the doubt that, you know, it was sort of just like, you know, I didn't think, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a right, right mind or whatever, you know, talking about this, but uh, you know, he issued his apology, whether you believe it or not, you know, it's been issued. Do you, do you think that it's, it's a, a case of that, he felt he had to say something uh, that he was uh, under a certain amount of pressure that he had to respond in some way. And, and no, maybe if you feel that you are pressured to respond, you know, I feel like the pressure is there to respond correctly. I believe that Drew Brees feels passionately about the flag and the national anthem and his, uh, you know, grandfather and great grandfather who, you know, fought for the country and, you know, you know, put their lives on the line for the country and all that. And, you know, um, so, I, like, I believe all that. There's no reason for me to not believe that. Um, it's just, uh, you know, just being deaf to what is actually going on. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know why I felt compelled to to make that point. You I mean, it probably, it probably wasn't. No, no, no. It probably wasn't. To, to go out of your way to make a point like he did this wasn't like oops my bad this wasn't you know i could have put it better he he spoke out against the current climate so but in his mind it's about the anthem and this is the thing that where everyone goes astray it's like it's the anthem it's about the anthem they're quote protesting the anthem which is not the fucking case yeah, and the flag. It's the anthem and the flag. Right, right, right. So you get yeah. caught up in that. Like, they're kneeling during the anthem. They hate the anthem. They're kneeling yeah. when we're like- supposed to be respecting the flag. They hate the flag. Like, it's that's not the case, and it's just so infuriating for those who, you know, get it. Yeah. <laughs> to try to explain that to people who but don't let- get it. But let's say they really were kneeling. Uh, but see... I can't even I can't even wrap my head around the fact that it would be disconnected from you know Black Lives Matter or it would be disconnected against violence against black people. But if it really was, you know what um, Colin Kaepernick said, in my life as a black man, I see other people oppressed, and I hate this country, and I'm going to well, no, I hate I hate the anthem and I hate the flag. I value human life over the anthem and the flag. That's a fair point. You know what I mean? Like, not the country. If we're just going, hey, the song no more people killed. Against. Yeah, the song and the fabric have to go, and then no more people die? You know what? Yeah, song and fabric can go. Yeah. You know, but it's it becomes a, and I, I've used the word political several times, and I hate to do it because life and death should not be political, but... I'm sorry, you're an American. You see, I know it's, but but that was my point. You see it across the board that somebody goes, I I'm on the 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 right wing, and I have to celebrate, you know, what the the right wing likes, and I'm on the uh, a left wing. I have to celebrate what the left wing likes, and it's so hard not to make a hockey joke right now. But it's with that divide. It really just seems like people go to their corners and root for their things. And 
you know, something probably bothered Breeze where it's like, oh, God, they're you're saying all cops are bad. And um, they're saying, you know, America's bad and I just can't stand for it. You know, there's there's some merit in just shutting your damn mouth. Like <laughs> if it's like Maybe I'm not saying that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not about the flag. It's not about the anthem. If it was the flag and the anthem versus black people's lives, sorry, flag and anthem, you have to go. And I do like them both. Um, but it, it no, no one can tell me he didn't mean what he said. You know, no one can tell me that this didn't come from a place of opposition I, to the current movement. No, I didn't say that he didn't mean what he said. I, I, I no, no, no. I'm saying you did. I'm saying. He can in his excuses and his whatever. It's if he says no, no, no. I'm for X, Y, and Z. I didn't mean it that way. Did you meant it that way? You meant it that way enough. You know, maybe he gave it some more thought. Maybe somebody said, "Shut the hell up." What you're advocating for is death. Um, but he meant it that way. You know, there's there's no way that he didn't say, "I'm choosing patriotism over Black Lives." And maybe someone didn't make that connection. Maybe his brain cells didn't make that connection. But that is what he was saying. You can walk it back as much as you like. You can try to be better informed. He's but he was taking like, He's probably part of the like. Uh, look, I respect the. I respect what you're protesting. I just would prefer you don't protest it that way. I mean, maybe he's part of that camp, which also, you know, the challenging question is, well, what protests are you comfortable with? The one that doesn't bother you? Okay, well, then that doesn't really <laughs> That's work. not very effective. Right. Yeah. So, but, you know, I hear that argument all the time, too. Um, so, whatever. Yeah. It's, it, to, to me, it's... Like, how far do you want to double down on the wrong side of history? Like, how, how deep do you want to dig that trench that you're standing yeah. in? on the wrong side of it whatever whatever i don't even why do we even why we we why are we having this we got caught up (laughs) in it oh actually on that point i want to talk about on that point real quick you know we as philadelphia did not put out an official statement on twitter on facebook whatever i feel like the top of the last show was our official statement you know i find there's a bit almost disingenuous too with the cries for I want my favorite athlete to say, you know, put out their statement in favor of black lives matter. And, you know, somebody said that it was 16% of players in the NHL have put out a statement supporting this. And they're like, well, what about the rest of the league? And that's a fair question. But what bothers the hell out of me is two things. One, why do hockey players, athletes, celebrities matter right now? You know, yeah, I want the people I like and enjoy watching to be on the same side as I am, but they really don't matter. This is far bigger than celebrity popularity. And then number two, it's the idea of, well, this person hasn't done it and that person hasn't done it. If it becomes Every person in the league has to put out a statement going, this is the reason I believe in Black Lives Matter. Well, then it doesn't matter anymore because it's just your your peer pressure to do it. It's it's, you know, the early 90s and everyone's wearing an AIDS ribbon, you know, 
like did everyone care at that point or was it just the thing to do it's after september 11th and um everyone's wearing their little american flag lapel pin does that mean they really love america or is it just the thing that you do you know and that's the thing that would bother me when it's like well i can't believe they haven't made a statement you know what if it's not in your heart if it's not something you believe don't make the statement if you're a podcast that put out in the bulk of the podcast, hey, we're here to be a distraction. We're not the best people to talk about this. Maybe you don't need to make a statement. I it bothers me to no end. Did we get hate that? Oh no, we didn't. We're and Why hey, if we commented on this. Well, yeah, because nobody cares about Philadelphia commenting on it. You know, we have our listeners. We love our listeners. But I don't think anyone's saying, like, you know, Philadelphia is going to riot until Potadelphia makes their statement. <laughs> like, if that were the case, we would have been drafting a statement day one. But sure. it's not the case. It's, it's to me, those hollow gestures. It's, to me, when... Did your favorite? Did you get an email from your favorite CEO this week? Uh, you know, letting them know, letting you know that they uh, where they stand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Same thing with. Uh, remember the coronavirus? Remember when we cared about the coronavirus? Um, but how many bits of propaganda? How many bits of marketing that we said in these difficult times? They're meaningless, and let's not water down this movement to go everyone has to make a statement everyone has to to go rah 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 black lives matter because the more of that happens the the less meaningful it is once well, again so my name's chuck ciders you can find me at chuck ciders direct the hate mail to me well said. Well said. Well, <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> let's move on we have uh the nba uh is planning to reopen um and we got some more. We got some more details this week on that. Uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, twenty-two teams playing in Disney World. Now, Dave, you've you've been to D Disney World maybe most recently. Uh, yeah. it's been a while since I've been there. I, I don't want to speak for you, Chuck. I don't know if you've been there uh, <laughs> within the last ninety days or something. I hear the lines are very short right now, um, <laughs> but. Um, Dave, do you remember seeing any NBA facilities while you were in Florida that would be able to house 22 NBA teams? Not maybe necessarily house them, sure. but like be able to host 22 NBA teams in all of these games. So they have the wide world of sports facility there, um, which I'm assuming has um, a basketball facility. There's no uh, – there's no um, like NBA arena on on Disney property. And so I, I doubt well, wouldn't they play where the Magic play? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't they if they're in Orlando? I I don't know if they plan to use that that specific facility or not. Um, okay. It just says that they'll be they'll be playing NBA is coming back. Uh, at Disney World in Orlando. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really say where the games are going to be held in Disney. And and the, uh, and the plan is, like, that is going to be, like, all of it encompassing the entire NBA. Like, because the NBA is doing a sort of a – they're not doing a tournament like the NHL is, but they are doing a sort of regular season run-up 
to the right, playoffs an and then and then playoff games and then the you know and the finals and it's all going to be in this same locale right right Do I read that so it's going to be it's going to be 22 of the 30 teams and they're going to play an eight game like regular season um and then there'll be a play-in game for the eighth seed only if the ninth seed finishes within four games of the eight seed. If that makes any sense. And will it be like the entire Eastern com or will it be enough Eastern conference teams and Western conference te teams to have, uh, you know, eight and eight on each side, or is it just going to be the top 16 yeah. from this? 22? So it's going to be the 16 current currently slotted playoff teams, as well as the Pelicans trailblazers Kings Spurs, Suns, and Wizards. Um, That's, that seems like a lot of Western Conference teams. Yeah, you're right. So it would be, you know, my, my, I guess my question being... Is it going to be East and West playoffs? Yeah, and, and just this, does this improve the Sixers' uh, possible matchups moving forward? Uh, much like, you know, the way they... You know, the, the Flyers are in a pretty good position in the NHL format, I think. Um, and I think we've talked about that, but I don't know. It's hard to make sense of what exactly well, they, they are calling the it. They are calling it the nine seed finishes with within four games of the eight seed. Um, so that would lead me to believe that there's an East and West. Yeah. I think it'd be bigger news if they're just going like st straight league as opposed to uh conference and conference. Um, but I mean, I, I certainly don't know. Those... So they're going to be playing in a convention center that has two courts and weight rooms. <laughs> See, I was really hoping they were actually playing in Disney World itself. You know, Sixers, Celtics, you know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> it would be a phenomenal crowd, combination. The crowd noise from NBA 2K could be provided. Interesting. Oh, boo. They are uh, they are looking into alternatives. I think the other thing that might be interesting, you're saying it's got two courts. Are we going to see games being held simultaneously? Like, are you going to be are we going to be in in a, a place where where you yeah. would you'd be you'd be watching game one and be able to see game two sort of happening in the background? Are are you know you you're going to have two different channels, maybe TNT and ESPN, showing games at the exact same time? Yeah, I think these the games would be played one at a time, though. To be honest, I think uh, I think they're going to want to televise every one of them with like exclusivity. Um, so. Yeah, there's such demand right now, and it's going to continue to be the case because <laughs> there's not going to be baseball, so. Between the NHL and the NBA, I think it's going to be played out a lot like March Madness of, hey, you have an NBA playoff game at noon, another one at three, another one at six, another one at nine, and the same thing with the NHL. So what you're telling me, Chuck, is I need to hook up another monitor in my office. I mean, bedroom. Shit. <laughs> Here's the timeline, because this is, uh, this is actually happening um, pretty quickly, so... Uh, on June 15th, so this week, uh, players that are currently outside of the United States are going to return to their home market. So if, I don't know if Furkan went, went back to Turkey or not, but um, he'll be coming, coming back to Philly. 
Uh, and then on June 21st, all the players returned to their home markets. And then the next day, June 22nd, all the testing begins of everyone. Um, and then the 30th training camp begins. July 7th, all the teams will travel to Orlando. And July 31st, the season resumes. And this plan was um, approved by all teams except one. Do we, um, do we know who that team was? Yes, we do. do. Would you like to guess which team that was? I'm going to go the Knicks. No, it was the Portland Trailblazers. Oh. Um, Dame uh, came out and, and pretty uh, like against it, basically saying like, you know, it's a lot of uh, a lot of effort and risk um, for a team that's not a contender to participate in. And um, the Trailblazers are like, you know, floating around that bottom seed position. And maybe they might be just on the outside looking in or they may may be the eight seed. Um, really don't want to hear that kind of talk out of my star player at all. Yeah, but, out of my, my guy know. who I want to be in the MVP conversation. I don't want to hear like, uh, yeah, we're not really in this. Coming from. So, and now no one can leave the bubble. Like once you're in the bubble, you can't leave the bubble until you basically you're eliminated. Um, so that's, there was a lot of talk about families coming. Um, but you know, each, uh, each team is limited to a 35 person traveling party. And what they're saying is, is as teams get eliminated, then uh, players can start to bring family members into the bubble. So you wouldn't really see that until after the first round of playoffs is over, which is, you know, a pretty lengthy period of time. When you look at, you know, they travel to Orlando, July 7th, the season starts July 31st. You have an eight game, regular season and then you have a first round of playoffs so you're looking at at least a solid month of really not seeing your wife your but, child you know whatever but i have to i have to jump in there how does it work about okay you're a solid month away from your family which you know on a personal level must be hell um you know a solid week but a, a solid month away from your family, probably utter hell. How do you let them into the bubble? Isn't the whole idea of the bubble being removed? If you bring your family in to the bubble, I, I guess you, you let them in and then they're quarantined for two weeks in a separate area of Orlando before you're allowed to see them. You just because like you can't just go, hey, we have more... You don't just get tested and then pop you into the bubble. Well, yeah, I think it would probably be that you had to go through that same that same process that got whoever is in the bubble already there. Um, and I'm sure that there's probably a certain protocol that's like, yeah, man, like I know that that guy you call him your uncle, but he's actually just uh, some guy down the block that wants to come and watch you play. Like you, like that that sort of thing would not qualify. Like I think it will probably be. A fairly strict like yeah no you can bring your wife and you can bring your kid in um the thing that's even more interesting to me is uh that they're they're going to allow this to sort of happen as you as you expand out um that they aren't like just making this all happen right at the, at the beginning but um I, I guess that that makes sense the other thing is we were talking about you know a month away from families it's not un, uh, totally unheard of in sports if you think about the nfl training camp for example, um, 
you know, that is about a month long. And I mean, the Eagles may be sort of a different a different situation. They they do it at, at the Lincoln, uh, you know, at, at the Novacare Center, which is basically being at home. And and a lot of players probably are able to, to commute that, that live locally. But uh, I think that there was a time, certainly in our recent past, where they would go to Lehigh, they'd be in those dorms and they weren't going anywhere for a month. So it's not completely, it's certainly unheard of maybe for the NBA, but it's not unheard of in sports to kind of say like, we're going to, you know, we're going to be within our own bubble for a month and, and kind of, you know, go through it. Now, the, the the benefit is with technology and stuff, they'll be able to have certainly all kinds of communication back and forth home. I think it'll be interesting to see if there's any players that are within this window where maybe they're they're having children. What's going to happen if, like, you have to go on paternity? Like, how, how does that work? Is it going to be a, you know, do I stay for this playoff matchup or do I go and see the birth of my, my kid? You know, I would not want to have to make that decision personally um but maybe there are people that are in that that situation the nba is a lot of players and you know they're of an, an age where they're having you know having kids so you know we'll see it it certainly would have been a we we even talked about things like um you know we talked about that rewatch of the the playoff series that uh, the sixers participated against with yeah. with toronto how much and i mean i didn't remember it until i went back and looked through it how much conversation there was simply around vince carter going to yeah. a, a commencement earlier and then and coming and play in that game like the can you imagine the conversation that's going to come up if you know if let's say you know a, a player on the level of ben simmons or joel Embiid, like hey listen like i know this is an important game against the celtics um but look i've got to go see my kid get born i'm not going to be back for for two weeks um Sorry, I've got to go out of the bubble. You know, it's very Stephen King. <laughs> I prefer the Simpsons movie, um, a much better Under the Dome uh, than the Stephen King book or. God, I was going to say miniseries. I can't believe that was like actual TV series for like two years or something. So bad. Um, yeah, it really was. The, the book was bad. The TV series was oh, bad. The Simpsons bad. movie was good. Yeah, the book. It's later day king. It's yeah, it's not it's not great, but it's not, you know. What all right, whatever. (laughs) 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 Well, but here's the thing there's going to be these playoffs are gonna be unprecedented. And not just because of the format, but because people are gonna be out for weird reasons. And it's gonna be somebody's like, hey, you know my my wife is having our first child and because of the pandemic like i'm the only person there she's only allowed one person to be with her mm-hmm. in her time in the hospital and it's gonna be me so that's gonna be you know three days out for the the, the birth of the kid let's say make it two two days out for the birth of the kid and then two weeks of quarantine that is going to happen or, or most likely going to happen I just you know, don't think or, two weeks of quarantine. Look, all right, look, I'm not a doctor. Maybe we get Dr. Keith back on, but is the two weeks of quarantine necessary if the NBA can say, here's a test? You you come back negative. Yeah, <laughs> or, but, but I, I passed the test in a very positively manner. So <laughs> now you can rejoin the team. But the virus is incubating in you. I don't know how and that you're works. Not- I don't know how that works. So do you, well, do 
I mean, I know enough, but not enough to be like an expert in the matter. Mm-hmm. But you, if you've been exposed to, to COVID-19, you're not symptomatic for at least a week is what we hear. Yeah, I, symptomatic. Um, Would you test positive? Not right away. It's, I don't know how much of the yeah, virus has to be in your system before maybe, you maybe test positive. Three days. I don't yeah, know. Do I, but here, here's the thing: well don't, <laughs> is Embiid healthy? Like that's the question. That should have just, we should have said fuck all that previous conversation and has go. Anyone seen a does anyone know Embiid in the last week? Is he like a 400 pound Shirley Temple chugging monster no, right I, now? Or I, what? I, 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 <laughs> I saw him. I saw him. I saw him interviewed very recently. He looks like he's in, uh, you know, the same shape uh, he was for most of the season, at least uh, by my eyeball test. Um, we know that there is a certain amount of that Joel Embiid requires a ramp-up period. I want to know how many Peloton hours he's logged uh, since he's been in quarantine. He probably could have done more. He probably could have done more. Um, I, but, yeah, you're. I think that that's another thing that we're going to see. I think that I'm very happy that the NBA has made the – decision to go with this sort of a a preseason uh because i think that there is going to be a a ramp up period and a let's um let's get people back up get their wind back uh to a certain degree all right over under on how many uh nba player tiktok videos uh get shown during each game Ooh, uh i'm gonna say four and a half is tiktok chinese spyware oh way over uh, I'm gonna say under. What under that it's Chinese spyware. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I think it's gonna be like I I said like five and a half. But you, I mean Chuck makes the I think make is making the point that they're gonna have a lot of content to to <laughs> to make up. Um, you know they're gonna need they're gonna need they're gonna need stuff to show. So uh, you know maybe it'll it'll be it'll be more more TikToks. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, let's, you know, as we move into the second half of the show, let's, you guys want to play some games? I want to play Woo! some games. I want to play some games. Let's go, Riverboat Gene. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is a, this is a game where uh, I've, I've taken some, uh, some scenarios, some common scenarios that happen, one in each of the four major sports uh, that, that we cover. And uh, the idea is I'm going to give you a situation. And uh, I'm going to give now you can't just say anybody because, you know, there would be very simple answers for most of these questions. You have to choose one of the two options that I have set forth for you to pick. Those are the only two options for this situation. It's not like, oh, I need somebody to get a hit in the in the bottom of the ninth inning. I'm going to take Chase Utley. No, it's not an option. You have to pick Von Hayes. Or somebody else, which Von Hayes would probably actually not be a bad pick there. He he was not yeah. the worst hitter in the world. But anyway, so uh, I, 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 I'm going to start with a very easy one. Okay, start with an easy one. Um, it's fourth and goal in the Super Bowl with three seconds left. The Eagles are down five, so you can't just kick a field goal. Which of these two Eagles head coaches from the past? Would you want to call in the play? You're going to torture us. I know to you win are. the Super Bowl. Okay, so you've got. I'm going to give you two 
coaches from the past. They're going to call in one play to win the Super Bowl down five. Okay. Real quick, I think Dave and I probably have a pretty good indication of the two coaches you're going to give to us. Do you? If it turns out to be. All right, well, go on. If, Do you want to guess? Like, if it turns out to yeah, be Dick Vermeil or Buddy Ryan. No, no. I, I was thinking it's going to be uh, Kotite or Kelly. Dave, you have hit yeah. the nail on the head. It is which which coach would you like to call in this play? Will you have Chip Kelly call in that play or Richie Kotite? Who would you want to oh, call sh- in that play to win the Super Bowl? Rich Kotite so or Chip Kelly? I have Kelly? a clarifying question I would like to ask. Yes. Um which what like how many seasons into this coach's tenure is this game? Um, two. No, that's a good question. I'm going to say two because I think that's how many seasons Coach I got. I think okay. they both had two seasons. I, I think they had both two complete seasons. They both have love of charts. Remember, I think they Chip both had three. They um, both they both like charts. Chip didn't complete that third season though. Um, they both love charts. They both like um, right. they both like um, headwear. Um, so they have mm. a lot in common. Uh, they both have kind of strange accents. Uh, so who would you pick? Who would you want to call in the play to win the Super Bowl? Rich Kotite. I mean, they were good enough to get there, good enough to get within five of the, of the Super Bowl. Um, but who do you and want that, to call in that, that final? About this. And thinking about the types of offenses they called, who do you think has got the play to win? Uh, all right, I'm going to go first. And I can't believe I'm ever giving this guy's answer as the person I want calling a play for the Eagles. But I'm going to go Rich Kotite. Just, I don't trust Chip Kelly. I don't trust it to be you, you know, we say fourth and goal. All right, guys, we need six yards. Everybody go wide. I don't, like, I think that's a real possibility with Chip Kelly. And then, like, a flea flicker upon a flea flicker, you know, no. Kotite might blow the call. I mean, he probably will blow the call, but it's just going to be a simple pass or a run. So I, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Richie K for that. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm. I'm also going Rich Kotite. And here, the reason why is, um, well, yeah, the the reason I asked that question is because I think Chip Kelly lost a lot of his, you know, uh, unconventional edge um, after that first season. So that's a strike against him. Also, um, having a year to adjust and influence the personnel, I believe that Rich Kotite will at least keep the players who perform well, uh, whereas I think Rich Kotite's, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Chip Kelly's personnel management was really weird and bizarre. So, you know, even though the call may be conventional from Kotite and there's not a lot of innovation there, I still think it'll be the best players trying to run a normal football play. Um, so yeah, had I made the I, caveat, I, there are nine Oregon ducks on the field. Would that have, would that have changed your decision? <laughs> In fact, it reinforces my decision. So, all right. So you, so you guys, you guys are both in it. Rich Kotite. Okay. I thought that one was, it was an easy what was one. the right answer. Uh, there's not really a right answer. Oh. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ran the sim somewhere. No, I, I, I didn't. I, there was no Madden version that had the ability to like, you know, crunch that sort of data. It's more of a, yeah, it's more of a, it's more of just like a, like a, like a thought experiment. I think is more. Okay. What I like is. it. Um, 
So uh, that was the Eagles question. I figured I would start with something that, uh, you know, was on a, you know, at least, you know, everybody would have an opinion on. So here, here is a, here's another one. This is from the NBA, but Chuck, I think you'll be able to weigh in on this one. I think these are two, <laughs> two players that you have. A, I, I really believe that these might be two players you have a strong opinion about. So, uh, okay. which Sixers center from the past would you want to start a playoff series against the Boston Celtics? Which Sixers center from the past would you rather start a playoff series for the for the Sixers in the past? Now, do, does anybody want to guess which two centers I picked? Uh, uh, uh Matumbo and legitimate question, so I don't know. You may not be like just trying to fuck with us, giving us like the worst possible. They are two. I can guarantee you, these are two guys that played center for the Philadelphia 76ers yeah, it's gonna be like in our Mutombo lifetime. And Embiid or something. Well, like Matumbo was an all of, a Hall of Fame center, so I certainly didn't pick him. Um, okay. I, I, I chose <laughs> I chose Sean Bradley and Manute Bowl. So which you are fucking with us? Okay. <laughs> which player would you want would you want to start uh, for your 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 Philadelphia 76ers in a playoff season a series against Boston? Sean Bradley or Manute Bowl? Okay, I have a clarifying question. <laughs> is the is it like of their era? Ooh, uh, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Sean Bradley adjusted for error? <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's spelled E R R O R. I'm just uh, delaying having to make this decision. Uh, let Let's say it's it's the it's last year's uh, version of the 76ers, uh, the the team that other than the center, oh. it you know that. All things being equal, you know, or just it's 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 four other replacement player level, you know, Sixers players. You know, pick your favorite other four. Well, they're of the same. Like they are almost the same. Like I don't know, they're the same. They like there's there's no height advantage for either one. There's no physical strength available for either one. You mean they uh, just they have no strength at all? <laughs> Right, I don't uh like I don't know, you know, honestly I don't know who was a better shooter. Uh which, I, which marionette do you want like controlling the center of uh of the court? I honestly I'm not sure I would I would like I would I would rather have like Todd McCullough. I would rather have Matt Geiger. <laughs> like uh, I Well, I have my answer. I'm going Manupal. Um and it's purely based on emotion. Like Sean Bradley was just a bust through and through. Manute Bowl was just like, hey, we got Manute Bowl. He's so you tall. Know, he's five. <laughs> like, he's really tall. He seems pleasant enough, you know? So I'm, I'm going Manute Bowl on those very scientific uh, criteria. You know, I don't, you know, if you threw Bobon into this mix, <laughs> I don't even know who. You know, maybe I would pick Bradley because I feel like when he was drafted, there was like a higher ceiling. Like there must have been some. They had flash. to be. They had to be very high ceilings. These were very tall guys. <laughs> I I don't know. I, get, <laughs> I don't know. I hate you, Dean. This game makes me hate you. All right, all right, Chuck. This one's for you since we just did. Uh, since we just did basketball. We'll go. Uh, we'll go to the to the other winter sport. Let's 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 go to hockey. Uh, I, I kind of came with a, a deeper sort of scenario for this one. Uh, the Flyers okay. are down three games to two on the road against the New Jersey Devils. Okay. Okay. 
Who is in net to push the series to a Game 7 back in Philadelphia? Okay, so I'm going to give you two goaltenders from the past. Any guesses? Uh, it's going to be Michael Layton and Brzgalov? Uh, you, is that your goalies? Uh, you've got one right. All right. Briz, is who, Briz is correct. And Beesbrook or something. Which, which, uh, who would be the natural pairing to put with Brizgalov? Bob. That's right. It's it's uh, it's Roman Czechmonic. Roman Czechmonic. Oh, the two headiest of head case goalies in Flyers history. Um, so now I'm gonna do Dave's thing. I'm like, which New Jersey Devils team are we talking about? We're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about the trap error. Um, like, Bridge never played against the true Devils team. So we have to be talking about, although Bridge did win the Stanley Cup against the Devils. You know, he was a backup goalie at the time. But um, actually, no, he lost the Stanley Cup. That's neither here nor there. He did play the Devils in the playoffs. Um but he never played against like the Brodor Trap Devils. Is that where you're talking about, Gene? Like the I, I was thinking the, more the of stereotypical like stereotypical Devils, the Devils team that would have been in the league the year that the you know that Brzgalov was also a flyer, like that team. Okay, um, so sort of like clearly. a six to eight seed version of the of the of the Devils. I don't even know. Where to begin with this i'm actually gonna go british for the sole reason that chickmonic played in the dead puck error so there there were defensive systems across the board designed to to minimize the the flow of the puck the designed to minimize opportunities um and Chekmonic was a mean head case, whereas Briz was a pleasant head case. I mean, not for me as a fan, but, you know, in the abstract, he was pleasant. So I would go Briz just because he did show more talent behind less talented players. Not with the Flyers. I'm thinking more of the Coyotes and to a lesser extent the Ducks. But... <laughs> If I had to, I, I'd say uh, I'd say Brzezgalov. Yeah, I was going to go Czech Monik just because I have more like I have I don't know for some reason I have fonder memories of Czech Monik than Brzezgalov. I maybe, felt maybe... like other people let, let Czech Monik down up until his last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, there's something about Brzezgalov. Just like man, that guy pissed me off so much that I can't shake that feeling. So. I mean, he has every right to piss you off. It's because he didn't seem like he took the game seriously. <laughs> it's like, I'm coming to Philly. It's like, oh, Philly, they, oh, they, death of the goaltenders, but they, oh, the universe is so big. Yeah, it's the like, universe oh, just make a stop. Just make a stop. Yeah, the universe thing. Uh, it was tough. I, I will talk to you all you want about your nonsense in the off season. Just don't fucking care about tigers. Oh, so humongous big. I don't have a British impression. <laughs> they all kind of sound like Andy Reid to me. 
right, let's go to your Phillies. Let's hear the Phillies scenario. Okay, so this was, I don't actually, want to. this was actually the scenario that sort of generated this whole idea for me. And uh, I think I read this somewhere else, so I, I wish I could give credit to who I stole it from. Uh, but it's the bottom of the ninth inning. Phillies need three outs to clinch the NL pennant and move on to the World Series. Who do you want to close? Oh, my God. Billy Wagner or Jonathan Papelbon? Oh, and Papelbon. obviously, like the, the, for me, that one's easy. I'll the, take Papelbon. The caveat being, like, they were both assholes. I think. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take I, Papelbon with that. I mean, Papelbon's done it on the the biggest stages. Uh, yeah, he, he was an asshole, but like, he, I, I I never had a problem with Papelbon as a Philly. Um, but well, I think Wagner get walked off more the times than I care to remember both as a Philly and, you know, at the hands of the Phillies. So for me, it's an easy one. It's less easy for me. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Dave. How long was Papelbaum here? Oh man. Like five years. I mean, he was, was here a, for, a, it was a while. Oh, it was at least wow. three seasons that I can remember very clearly, but it, it may have been four see, or five. See, for me, I remember three seasons very clearly and that's, that's it. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go Pep Bomb as well. It's how many good seasons did Wagner have for the Phillies? One, and it was just, hey, look the 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 radar gun got over a hundred. Um, that was like the whole thing. Yeah, it was fun though. We didn't have much to cheer for this time. <laughs> I think my fr- I think uh, and, and the reason why this, this sort of situation sort of like piqued my interest and why I wanted to do this sort of thing was uh, first of all when I read it I was like god I hate both of those guys like I really didn't like I don't like either of them as people like sort of like what Dave <laughs> said like I don't remember having a particular problem with Papelbon or ever feeling in, in a particular situation like oh god that guy's going to screw this up like I I thought that he he was you know fairly good at his job but Wagner, I feel like by the end of his tenure, I felt like he was like actively trying to screw us. He right? got traded in his fourth year. Papelbon did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like Wagner, like, because I think Wagner was one of those things, like, one of the reasons why we, Brad Lidge came in was because Billy Wagner had become an issue. Like, he, he just, it just seemed like the guy could not, not, you know, couldn't help us anymore. And, uh, much like you said, Dave, I, I remember seeing him get walked off as much as a Philly as uh, I did after. I, I remember very distinctly a game where I he was pitching against us that we, we walked off, and I remember taking a particular amount of joy from the idea that we had gotten one uh, back, so to speak, uh, from Billy Wagner. So uh, that was my game. That was one from every, um, every sport of the four majors. I, I don't have a name for this particular game uh maybe call it like um ryan howard's choice or something i don't i don't know i don't know why i've made him the tragic figure in Philadelphia sports. Wait, wait, did you just combine sophie's choice with howard's end and make it ryan howard's I, I choice? Wish, i wish i had that sort of literary knowledge to pull that off but no i he was just the saddest player i could come up with at the on the Aww. top of my head um well but uh but yeah so Ryan Howard's choice for Sophie's choice and <laughs> Howard's end. Howard's choice. We'll have to play that one again. I yeah, like that one. Yeah, that was not a, not a, not a I, bad game. 
yeah that was infuriating and fun um and i just have to double back to the uh wagner papelbon thing i was gonna say well like papelbon was disappointing because he i don't know he never really met the heights of our expectations and i was gonna go wagner had higher highs and lower lows and then i realized no, he didn't have higher highs. He just had lower lows. <laughs> so by that definition, it's I feel very comfortable uh, with it being Papelbon in Ryan <laughs> Ryan Howard's choice. <laughs> well, that's almost you almost made an answer for from for the game that I have. So uh, Yacht Club Dave is bringing a uh, bringing a game to the table now. So um, you two will compete against each other. And this is a um, this is a before and after game, um, much like yeah, the classic Jeopardy question. So I'll give you guys like a sample sample. And it's que- Wheel of Fortune. It's Wheel of Fortune, not Jeopardy. All right. Well, then that's not what I mean. You'll know what I mean when I ask the question. So well, no, I know it, it's it's Ryan Howard's end is the right, classic. Right. Yeah. Right. So so the sample question that I have is. Um, Eagles coach on a show about a motorcycle gang. Eagles current Eagles. coach on a show about a motorcycle gang. So it would be Doug Peters, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Doug oh, Peters, Jesus Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a title to the show, though, by the way. <laughs> well, wait, because there's a lot. I have, I have 15 questions here. Um, and- okay, so... <laughs> So they could get better. <laughs> and they're all kind of like that. <laughs> so they, this isn't even like before and after. It's like, uh, uh, God, with it, the, we're, we're playing fast and loose with this before and after. It's like those puzzles under a beer can. <laughs> yes, uh, we a- are. Yes, we are. <laughs> so um, we did a, a coin toss before the show, and Gene, you won. So you get to go first. All right, so uh, uh, so you'll give me the clue and then I answer, steal. right? So if you can't get it, you know the other person can steal. So, all right, Gene, here's the first one. All right, uh, uh, and again, they start off easy. So uh, the Phillies' highest-paid player gets his fashion advice from this publication. Uh, Bryce Harper's Weekly. No, that's not right. Chuck, would you like to steal? Uh, what is Bryce Harper's Bazaar? Yes, that's oh, correct. You Bryce, do not have to answer it for me. Bryce Harper's Bazaar. Ah! <laughs> All right. And real since people can't see this, once it became an actual trivia game, I became hyper-competitive and mean. So let's bring this. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. All right, Chuck, this, this one's for you. Okay. Uh, an uncomfortable wooden lawn chair for your rival's overrated quarterback. Okay. Um... I'm 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 picturing it. So your rivals over a quarterback. So it's Cowboys. So it's Dak Prescott. It's um no um God. What is it? I what asked is that chair? question in the order that they come. So an uncomfortable wooden lawn chair for your rivals overrated quarterback. Uh, an Adirondack. Prescott? Adirondack Prescott? Adirondack Prescott, yes. Adirondack Prescott. Good job. All right, Gene, this one's for you. Back to me. Uh, Partying tight end uses this to hit the slopes. 
a, a Rob Gronkowski lift? You got it. Good job. <laughs> Chuck, this one's my favorite one, so I hope you get it right. Um, Missy Elliott would use this to attract backup point guards from the Sixers to her yard. <laughs> Wait, Miss, Missy Elliott would use this to attract backup point guards from the Sixers to her yard. I feel like you're going with Milkshake, but that's not a Missy Elliott song as far as I know. It's not? <laughs> I'll look it up in a moment. But All right. Milkshake, backup point guards, Milk, oh, shit. Um, milk, I don't got it. I don't have it. Gene for the steal. Oh, thank goodness. Milkshake Milton. There you go. <laughs> I had to look that up. Look it up, Chuck. Um, Gene, this is your question. Uh, I think this one's tailor-made for you. Uh, MLB's best catcher who spends his free time with a Sega Genesis Alien Classic. Ooh. JT Real. A Sega Genesis Alien Classic. I want to say JT Toe Jam and Earl. JT Rhea Mule Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> yes, JT Real Mule Toe Jam and Earl. Yes. I Two things. A, I got that, and that is horrible. And B, you're not even close to fucking Missy Elliott. It's someone, her name's Kellis. Like, but it's. It's not Missy Elliott, not even by a long shot. Whatever, you fucking got the question right. So let's let's keep it. <laughs> Sorry. Is anyone keeping score? I think Gene's I, beating me hand. I, I am keeping score, and it's actually uh 3-2. Gene is uh, Gene is in the lead. Okay. All right. So whose question? Oh, this is Chuck's question. So all right. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh Sixers rookie standout plays this classic whip around true false game, truth or all right sixers rookie and whip around um i pass gene you can go uh whip around trivia games Uh, so uh um uh, there's no pass back, but uh... all right, well, all right. Well, they they play. So we'll just say this one didn't. No points awarded for this one. Uh, Whip around plays truth or bullshit very often, so that would be Matisse. Oh, there's five bullshit. Damn yeah. it. Um, all right. So uh, who's it now? It's, uh, it's Gene's Jean's turn. Okay. Uh, Sixers coach who fights to end segregation in court. Sixers coach who. Fights, fights to, to end, end segregation is in it, court. Is it Larry Brown versus the Board of Education? It is. It is. I would have also accepted Brett Brown versus the Board of <laughs> oh, Education. Okay. Oh, okay. I was Brett Brown versus the Board of Education. <laughs> um, all right, Chuck, is, here's a Flyers one. Flyers youngster who can really play the blues. Flyers youngster who can really play the blues. 
Carter Heart and Soul? No, that wouldn't be what I have. Gene? Uh, uh, Give me a moment. Oh, did you get multiple guesses? I wasn't sure. (laughs) Oh, all right, fine. Gene gets a thing. That's fine. (laughs) I I get a guess, and then if I get it wrong, it goes back to you. Um, I was trying to think of (laughs) if there's a a Fires player named My, like with the last name Miles. Um, I. Carter Hart and Soul is a really good answer. I'm sad that that's not it. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I'll, I'll let I'll let Chuck have his second sh- chance at it. I, I I'm just trying to think of who can really play the blues. I'm like like Muddy Waters. Like, like I, I have no idea. Okay, it was uh, Joel Farah BB King. Joel Farah BB <laughs> King. <laughs> Maybe it's something a little more like BBK. What's the name of his guitar? Lucille? Like, uh, all right, that's fine. Gene, uh, this spiked seltzer was made for the captain. This spiked, uh, um, this spiked seltzer was made for the captain. Not your father's claw, Drew. Um, uh, <laughs> I think Chuck got it. He's celebrating over there. Truly, Claude Drew. Am I, I, I in the, the wrong captain? I um, Claude Joe V. I have no idea. All right, Chuck. Pat, I'd I said, Pat, I'd like to solve the puzzle. It is White Claude Giroux. Yeah, very good. <laughs> White Claude Giroux. Uh, all right, Chuck. Sixers okay. all-time great who was actually a serial killer. Sixers all-time great who was actually a serial killer. All right, let's think about our serial killers here. Um What was it? Joel Embiid Rifkin? No. Um, <laughs> um, serial killer. It's like a nickname. Uh, this one's hard, so I'll give you. It's like a nickname for the serial killer. So it's not like Ted right. Bundy, you know, or Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like a Zodiac like <laughs> killer. It's more like that. What? See, I was thinking Dr. Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Sixers all-time great Charles. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, um, wait, wait. Uh, BT, there's the bind, torture, kill guy. Um. Um, crap. I, I, AI, AI struck killer. <laughs> no, Gene, you got this one. Uh, I was thinking Anthony the Boston Strangler, uh, Tony the Boston Strangler. No, uh, no, 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 no. It was, it was Alan Iverson of Sam. Alan Iverson of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing something like the 
the Sixers all-time great whose dog told him to kill people or something. <laughs> All right, like, I, I, I could have made them a little more specific. Gene, favorite ice cream flavor for the Eagles all-time worst coach? Uh, <laughs> mm, chip. <laughs> uh, mint Chip Kelly. Okay, yeah, I'll give it to you. It was a mint chocolate chip, Kelly. Mint chocolate chip. I was Kelly. gonna say Rocky Ray Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the all-time worst. All right. No, he's not. It, it it breaks it up, but I thought I had it. Um uh uh Chuck, this Eagles quarterback could never find this magic word. All right, so the magic word is please. <laughs> This Eagle quarterback could never find this magic word. Oh, um, I got it. I fucking got open it. Open sesame. <laughs> Coy Detmer, please. I don't know. All right. Gene, all right. I Gene love this one. one. This is my hey, favorite. Don't mess it up. Okay. It's Donovan McNabra Cadabra. <laughs> Broke the chuck. <laughs> you could have given me a million guesses. You could have told me it was McNabb. I would never have gotten Donovan McNabb-Cadabra. All right, uh, Chuck, this suspended radio host assassinated a president. All right, so Mike Missinelli. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. So, what what choices do we even have? So, not Sarhan. Sarhan. Um. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I need to regain my composure. John Wilkes Booth. Um. <laughs> uh. Jesus Christ. Not the the Kennedy assassin. Um. <sighs> Lord help Mike Missinelli. I, I, Gene, take it. I can't. Mike Missinelli, Harvey Oswald. There you go. <laughs> Gene, Eagles. I'm really bad at this. Gene, Eagles kicker who enforced prohibition. So it's untouchable or so. Uh, Elliot, uh, Jake Elliot Ness. Good job. Gene, you're pretty good at this. That, that one was very good. Chuck, this one's for you. Jay Wright <laughs> University moves to Sidney Crosby's home province. Uh, Villa Nova Scotia. There you go. That I, one was for me. <laughs> I would have had, had no prayer at that. I would have just been guessing Canadian places. <laughs> <laughs> and Gene, uh, this is why Tampa Bay's quarterback has to wait to buy a handgun. Tom Brady Bill? Tom Brady Bill. There you go. Good job, Good job Gene. All right. Gene. I had that one. I was waiting for that. Gene crushed it, even though I messed up the milkshake question. But <laughs> even if I move his that point over to you, Chuckle, still went down with that one. So that was a fun one. Matisse thigh bullshit. That was, that was great, too. <laughs> Donovan McNabra Cadabra. 
That was That's, awesome. It, that uh, had to have been a Daily News headline at some point, right? Donovan McNabra Cadabra. If it wasn't, and and you had been sitting on this, that that you know, you sat on that this whole time, like Les Bowen or somebody's going to come after you for not giving that. Well, up. No, it's I mean, not a headline; it's the whole fucking page. It's, <laughs> like, like it's not a pithy phrase. I, look, I made these up sitting on my Anirondack Prescott chairs. <laughs> I, real quick, I'm so pleased with that poll. That was a good one. Good job. Um. All right, so uh, you know, missing Nelly Harvey Oswald. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, well, you know, look, we'll we'll come up with some more uh, filler before real sports start. Um, Chuck, what's going to be back first, hockey or, or basketball? I think basketball. I think hockey's playing a little more cautiously. Um, mm. The NHL training camps will not start until at least July 10th, is what I've heard. So. Facilities are open now, right? Uh, when people are listening to this, practice facilities are open now. Uh, drive on down to Voorhees. Um, they will tell you immediately to turn around and you're not welcome. <laughs> but um, there might be some flyers there. There you go. All right. So that's all the time we have for today. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search potadelphia if you have any more time in your podcast listening day be sure to check out the whip around our sister show where they play truth or matisse thigh bullshit uh on the regular um and uh you know hey until next monday have a great day work everybody we are out of here <laughs>